Take a look behind the curtain with a real whistleblower and American patriot. Prepare to embrace the uncomfortable truth because this program has no time for comforting lies. Here is civil liberties enthusiast, Second Amendment defender, and recovering FBI agent, Kyle Serafin. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Kyle Serafin Show. Today is Thursday. It is December the 14th. And we have a little situation brewing in this country, don't we? We got people on the political left now calling for civil war. We've got a movie release that's all over social media that is highlighting the virtues of civil war. The heroes are leftists that are reporters. You know, the people that Trump called enemy of the people. That's kind of fun. We're going to get into all of that. We are a decidedly unserious country, y'all. That's There's no other way around it. It's getting stupid, and people are acting stupid, and there is no virtue to civil war. It just turns out. But we're going to cover down on a lot of it. Uh, there's a whole bunch of news stories going on. We've only got a couple of articles we're going to cover. we got a lot of videos. Yesterday was a media-rich time. Uh, as I went to bed last night, I put my head down, I started scrolling through the videos, and there's a lot of really weird stuff happening. But I think it all kind of threads together in my name for today's episode, which is Civil War fantasy. You know, there's a lot of like civil war this year, civil war, internal strife, like everyone wants to put a caveat on it. It's a fantasy. It's all fantasy. And I'll show you why. Um, let's continue with that one. So before we do, um, this show is for you, y'all. This show is for you. It's designed for you. It's meant for you. And we do it for you. Ryan, can we go into the rumble? Some of you guys have a problem every single day. It seems like you, you tell me that you have issues freezing and you think that rumble censoring you and the NSA is coming for you. Uh, that may, that may be true. I can't rule it out. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at how you guys can adjust your settings. So if you're watching on the Rumble channel and you're like, man, every single time I do this, I have a problem. What I want you to do is go to uh, Ryan showing you right there on the screen. You want to show it? That's not where you're going to go. You're going to go to the um, the little uh, icon. So you're going to go to the settings, folks. If you go into the video, every single one of them have the little gear. And when you see quality, you can actually set it to the lowest possible video quality. That's going to be 640 by 360 on the uh, on the computer. And there may be a different setting. But at the smallest amount of bandwidth that you're going to use, it's going to give you an easier stream. Okay, it's going to be easier on your computer. That's how you guys can try to avoid some of it. If you leave it on auto, it may try to default to a faster setting when you have a better internet. And as you move around, especially those of you who are on cellular data, you may have some issues with that. So um, I know that's not really content for you per se, but it may benefit some of you all to know that you can change that. And all of your favorite streams can be adjusted to a lighter bandwidth. The video portion is almost always the least important part of the show. That's why we offer this on audio too. So folks, if you didn't know how to do that, now you do. You can fix it. You can make it so that it'll stream more smoothly and that way you'll stay with the show. You'll be able to keep up with the live chat and so on. So we appreciate all of you guys. The app's the same way too. The app looks exactly the same way on the phone. Yep. Yeah. You just literally click on the video. You're going to go to the settings on there. You may have to go to the little threes like, uh, like Ryan was showing you if it doesn't show you, but change the settings down to a lighter stream and you guys will be good. All right. That's the PSA for the day. <laughs> Hopefully that helps you going. Let's, uh, let's do a, a little promo for my friends over there. This one's actually fun to do. Let's do Catholic vote. Let's pull up the uh, Catholic tournament of champions. If you would, Ryan, that's going to be, uh, How do we get there, sir? topic number five. So Show it's going to be, it's going to be donate dot catholic vote dot org slash 2023 hero bracket um it's on our topic number five if you want to do it but you can also just type it in there again donate dot catholic vote dot org slash 2023 you should already have it in your browser folks because i need you guys to vote in here so here's the tournament of champions as we started with 16 we went down to eight we are now in the final four and i am matched up against let's click on the archbishop right there archbishop uh, Jose Gonzalez. I, I told the guys that they needed to fix this. So go ahead and click on him. The, the the layout of the website is a little bit clunky. It is what it is. But this is not what they do all the time. They're not a bracket company. This isn't Barstool Sports. Um, the Bishop of Los Angeles bravely took a stand against the Los Angeles Dodgers, who were scandalously honoring the anti-Catholic hate group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Again, those dudes dressed up like chicks, dancing around like strippers while wearing nun costumes. Very nasty, very ugly stuff. He invited all Catholics in Los Angeles to attend a mass offered to end the bigotry and the uh, increase the respect for the religion in general in this country, Catholics and all. And uh, the Mass was offered on the Feast of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus. Same day the Dodgers had picked to award this offensive drag nun group. And uh, thousands and thousands of you in Los Angeles, thousands of Catholics, turned out to show that they are not in solidarity with this kind of nonsense. Let's go ahead and do the, the click-through in the voting. So that's the highlight we're going to do. Again, it's Archbishop Jose Gomez, who are we voting for? Are we voting for Kyle? Go ahead and you can do the vote. Why don't you close that thing out? There we go. Vote now. So you click on the vote now just underneath that little paragraph. Oh, okay, we'll vote for me. Why not? 
And then we're going to vote for Mark Houck, right? We have to. That's the last two. Let's do it one more time, and you guys will see the standings. I think you'll be able to see where we're standing right now. This is a tough bracket for Mark, but he is crushing it. Okay, you want to uh, close that out? And if you folks, once you've done the vote, you can actually scroll down and see what the totals are. There you are. I'm sitting around here at 1586. Um, the Archbishop at about 1,031, and Mark at 1,800, and Lila Rose coming in from behind at 1,163. So that's the Tournament of Champions. Those are my friends over at Catholic Vote. If you guys want to do a donation there, you can do that as well, but definitely should vote. Um, just get in on the fun. You don't have to be Catholic to vote. You don't have to be, uh, you just have to be a Kyle Seraphin Show listener. If you're hearing us, go ahead and click on that and vote. And we'll put the link in the description. It's also pinned to my Twitter feed. Okay, we've been rambling with PSAs. Let's, uh, let's keep rocking. You want to do, you want to do four Patriots and then we'll just dive into some crazy videos? Mm -hmm. Let's yeah, we can, Kyle. I'm having some issues on my end. My side's frozen, so just give me a second while you uh, while I work through this. Fair enough. Okay, well, 4patriots.com slash Kyle. That's how you're going to get to our promo page with 4patriots. Again, the number 4patriots with an S on the end of it, dot com slash Kyle. You guys can get yourself prepped for emergencies, which very well may be coming. If we're talking about doing civil war, there's nothing worse than trying to fight on an empty stomach. You don't want to be in that world. Uh, you don't want to be someone who is contingent on a bunch of grocery stores and supply chains and like you know, if they're if they're behind, are you screwed? Don't be screwed. So go to fourpatriots.com slash Kyle. Get yourself squared away. There's a few things you need. You need food, you need water, and you probably need to be able to see what's going on. If you're a night vision guy, great. Have a lot of batteries. If you're somebody who's going to do it with fire, which is probably what most of us will do, candlelight and, and other options, then you can cook your food on it too. Do that as well. Uh, Ryan's showing you a breakfast kit there. They've got, you know, quick oatmeals, things that are going to be durable. They last for up to 25 years, so they are packed in good packaging that is uh, going to be able to transport and roll around with you. And uh, we're going to just conquer our tactical difficulties today. I hope that is not an indicator of things to come, that uh, things are going to get spicier. But for now, 4patriots.com slash Kyle. Uh, sometimes we got some issues. We're going to work through them on the fly. That's the brilliance of a live show. They were worried about the cyber war, Ryan, but uh, I think we're good to go. Okay, <laughs> so speaking of uh, some of the uh, the jobs that are being pulled on your minds, folks, give me thumbs up in the chat that you guys are back up with us. I think you guys should all be seeing us, but it looks like we are streaming and uh, it looks like it's going out. All right, so we have a couple of fun things. Like I said, it's going to be a fun show because I think there's a lot of ridiculousness going on out there. There's a lot of wild things that are happening left and right. Let's start with the big PSYOP that's going on. Whenever there is a claim that we should have a war, whenever there is this just we did a whole uh, episode on just war. If you guys haven't seen it, I recommend you roll backwards and check out our episode on what constitutes just war. A lot of these wars are not just wars, and they are literally wars for profit. So I've got a fun video. I found this out there from a guy named J. Michael Waller, who's going to come on and uh, join me for one of my episodes. Uh, I'm going to be guest hosting the Dinesh D'Souza podcast for the end of the year, guys. So just uh, look forward to that, and we'll bring on some cool guests. But... Um, this is kind of, he, he tweeted this out. It's stuck with me. It's funny. It's it's amusing, but it also tells us the truth that war is oftentimes about profit. It has nothing to do with the guys that are out fighting it or the causes that we are led to believe it is about. So let's go ahead and play that video number one, Ryan. We're going to get uh, jazzed up. It's got kind of a fun beat to it too, so you guys may enjoy this. And if you, uh, if you guys are in the chat and you're seeing that people have not gotten themselves rebooted, make sure that they're refreshing here and joining us on Rebel. All right, let's go ahead and run video number one. Hopefully they don't miss this because I think you guys are going to appreciate it. You need the first few seconds of it for it to make sense. Let's rock and roll. The children of Gaza are suffering. They have no food or medical supply. But you can help. Please open your heart and make a donation by clicking in the link below. Shukran and God bless you. Just 
I dog needs new Armani Casa Sky is black but Qatar is always sunny Knocking, knocking on the door, fuck it's the Mossad Chill ya baba, I just ordered sushi avocado Dollar bills, dollar bills Mash'al is so straight, he just got himself new grills Dollar bills, dollar bills Put some Netflix on, I don't want to see the kids Money, my dog needs new Armani. Cause the sky is bright, but Qatar is always sunny. You just give me money, life is pretty funny. Cause the sky is bright, but Qatar is always sunny. Cry harder. We need more money. People of the world. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's what that's the taste of what the what the war is about it seems like i think a lot of these things are like that and if you guys did not catch our episode where we talked about who these guys are the billionaires that run hamas there is a lot of money and it is not going to people that are in that area what it goes to is probably dog armani or extra cars uh daughter of the sun just commented i'm really glad that i'm on the video chat today that i'm on the video on rumble uh, this would have made no sense on Spotify. If you are listening to our audio and you are going like, what in the actual hell have you just played us, Kyle? Like, what was that? I don't get it. You really need the visual. Today is a day to go to Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin, rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. You'd be absolutely foolish to miss out on uh, how much fun that video is. And it really is. The visuals on it are going to be critical. And in fact, that's going to be the case for most of today's show. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Like I said, let's go ahead and cover down on the decidedly unserious people that we have in Congress. There's two decidedly unserious situations happening. All of them lead us to a bad place. Um, I don't think it leads us to civil war. I think it leads us to the clown show that we are living in. Let's go ahead and pull up this first one here. This is going to be from the whistleblower here and it's coming up out of Fox News. Fox News is covering this saying DOJ prosecutor accused of limiting questions on Hunter Biden. That's a woman named Leslie Wolf. She's an assistant United States attorney uh, is going to be answering questions. She's going to be appearing uh, for a deposition in front of Congress. So I can expect that we will see some sternly worded letters. Here we go. The assistant United States attorney who is accused of limiting questions related to President Biden during the federal investigation into Hunter Biden is expected to be deposed by the House Judiciary Committee on Thursday morning. That's today. All of the whistleblowers who made the allegations against her uh, testify in a separate committee. So we have two things going on at the same time. We have a hearing where the whistleblowers like Gary Shapley, and I believe they're going to have uh, Mr. Ziegler as well testifying. And then the attorney that they were saying was was limiting them is also going to be doing a, uh, a deposition under subpoena right now. She's going to be sitting for some closed door testimony. I think those guys are doing it open door. The House Ways and Means Committee, uh, that's going to be handling the whistleblowers who put that. So this is wh where they had to go. If you guys recall, when uh, when Shapley and Ziegler were testifying, the entire thing was they would be willing to make things available as long as the Ways and Means Committee approved their stuff being released. So they're going to be doing that Um it's just it's it's just wild that we don't have anybody serious involved in any of this stuff. And to prove that to you, to prove that there's nothing serious going on, the Senate decided this is not the House now. Now we're talking about the Senate. The Senate de decided to go ahead and pass the NDAA that we talked about yesterday, the National Defense Authorization Act. And you'll be shocked to know they did it with the entirety of the FISA inside of it. So if you want to pull this up from CNN, Ryan, we've got a uh, got an article here talking about how it is a sweeping defense policy bill. Of course, it's sweeping every year. They cram all kinds of crap in there. This is where a lot of the pork goes. This is how you get the things about the $180 toilet seat and the $500 hammer and all the things that we used to hear about when I was a kid in the 90s about how government wastes money. In this case, the final negotiation ended up with $886 billion in national defense funding, which was $28 billion more. Now, the Senate obviously is controlled by Democrats on a very, very narrow margin of one, uh, but I would say they actually have more Republicans that are actually Democrats, right? We've got the Romneys and stuff like that in there. So the Senate passed this bill overwhelmingly. Uh, there were only a few people that voted to try to keep the FISA piece out of it. There were uh, 35 that stood against. Mike Lee covered this. Um, you saw Steve Friend. He got a, a pretty good view on this. He he tweeted out the names of the people that are the problem. And there's a lot of people that we thought were probably on Team America that decided to be unserious and not remove the 702 section of the FISA. They just did a clean FISA pass. They pushed it all along. That includes people like Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz. These guys are in office for a while. Um, 
I don't get it. I don't get how you can decide that it's okay to 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 spy on on American citizens using the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. We're gonna have George Hill on tomorrow. You know, we normally do Friendly Friday, but we're gonna be doing something called Unfriendly Friday. My buddy George Hill, the self-proclaimed angriest suspendable. He and I are in the running on any given day. Who's the most angry? Uh, I think George is older and more crotchety and persnickety, as I think he told me. So I'm down with that. And I think uh, as he hears this later on on the audio, because he always listens when he's when he's stacking wood and doing other masculine tasks, he will uh, he will agree with that. He's he wants to be the most angry, and I will I will give him that title. He's earned it. Let's be real. George Hill will be joining us tomorrow to talk about how ridiculous all this is. Just said uh, some tensions flared on the Hill over the issue with some conservative Republicans expressing their conservative Republicans. Have you, you ever noticed that they have to actually say CNN actually has to say it's a conservative Republican, not a liberal Republican, which means they vote with Democrats? Just saying. It's interesting. Uh, significant frustration over the extension and inclusion of the Defense Policy Act. The uh, extension is going to run through April 19th. So another few months of untouched, completely completely uh, hands-off FBI foreign surveillance acting on Americans, warrantless surveillance of foreign nationals, but also Americans, as we explained to you yesterday. If you didn't catch yesterday's episode, I highly recommend you guys go back and look into it because we broke it down. Me and Steve broke down for you that basically everything that goes on is a lie and the fact that the uh, assistant attorney general for national security decided to talk to John Cornyn from Texas. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's troubling. It's troubling on every level that these guys just don't care and they're willing to lie to your face or they're so incompetent they have no business being there. Either way, I'll say this. Um, America deserves better than a John Cornyn and Texas certainly does. I think that's 100 percent true. Um, in other news, they decided to try to get Hunter Biden to go out there and testify. He was uh, requested to come and answer questions in front of the House like we just talked about Leslie Wolf doing and the uh, the whistleblowers. And uh, instead, what he did is he held a press conference where he did some bad acting in front on the steps of the Capitol. So we're going to play that in just one second. Um, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and consider that this guy has basically kept his mouth shut. Think about it. I didn't even know what Hunter Biden's voice sounded like. And many, many of you will actually hear this too. And you'll go, oh, you know what? I've seen his face a lot. I've seen him in a bunch of videos, like, you know, weighing crack and hanging out with hookers and doing blow and holding guns and stomping around naked. But like, I don't know that I've ever heard him give like a intelligent speak. I know he's been interviewed, but not enough for me to actually know what his voice is in my head. And it uh, it sounds surprisingly like Joe. That's kind of funny. When I did my interview with uh, with Don Jr. the other day, I was like, oh, he sounds a lot like Trump. It makes sense. <laughs> it turns out we sound a lot like our dads. You guys may find that out pretty soon because I'm going to get a chance to chat with my dad on this show. I've done it on his show before, but we're going to bring him on this show. And then he's also probably going to do something kind of fun after the fact. So, all right, let's do video number two. Hunter Biden is a bad actor. And here he is acting very much outraged that uh, everyone is so mean to him. I mean, why are you guys so mean to him? I mean, he's just the president's son and everybody's just trying to get him. You know, he's just a regular crackhead who's just trying to do the right thing. He's basically like Mike Lindell, but without the business and without any of the um, the righteousness and without actually going to, to Jesus. So anyway, play video number two for me, Ryan. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. During my battle with addiction, my parents were there for me. They literally saved my life. They helped me in ways that I will never be able to repay. Of course, they would never expect me to. And in the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. But to suggest that is grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. There is no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. James Comer, Jim Jordan, Jason Smith, and their colleagues have distorted the facts by cherry picking. That's kind of fun, right? Pretty rich stuff. Uh, in the depths of his addiction, he was spending something like $600,000 over a period of a couple years on hookers, also known as payments to various women. 
and he pulled one point what six, one point seven million dollars out of an ATM. More money than some of you will ever earn in your whole lives. He managed to pull out of the ATM to do God knows what with, which is pretty funny. So, um, like I said, not a great actor, but he does say some fun things. He makes some allegations. Uh, the next one is going to be kind of fun because he's going to talk to you about his um, his art, which I think is kind of rewarding. And then he's going to admit to, you know, obviously he admits that this is his laptop and those pictures are of him. That's the best part for me. Let's go ahead and play uh, video number three. He's really the victim here, folks. That's what's going on. I don't know if you caught on, but Hunter Biden is actually the victim. He's a 50-something-year-old man that wants to be treated like a toddler, and he's the victim. It's not his fault that he just, you know, sends six-figure amounts of money to hookers and blow. That's just, I mean, any it could happen to anybody. It could happen to you. Just think about it. That could have happened to you. It could have been you out there, y'all. Let's do that video number three. For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed-door session, session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. They've ridiculed my struggle with addiction, they've belittled my recovery, and they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father, who has do devoted his entire public life to service. I like the best part is that he, one, he's reading his statement off a card, and two, that he fails at the one thing that's probably really hard for him to say, which is that his father has devoted his entire public life to service. It turns out that when things are totally false and you're trying to read them, your your eyes go like, oh, I can just see the camera of his mind trying to focus in on what he's writing. He's like, oh, that's hard for me to say out loud with a straight face, but he does it. Um, like I said, the best is, is that he admits that all the laptop stuff is his, which we all knew. But apparently people were debating, including even recently when we had guys in Congress debating this. We had Dan Goldman, uh, who was, again, a guy who was born on third base and thought he hit a triple. He was debating that the possibility was that it could be fake because Russia and also Giuliani and whatever. Like, nobody knows. Go ahead and play the next video up there. Uh, like I said, he owns the photographs. That's pretty fun for me. They displayed naked photos of me during an oversight hearing. And they have taken the light of my dad's love. The light of my dad's love for me and presented it as darkness. They have no shame. In the psychology world, they would call that projection when you have no shame. You know, like when you talk about how your dad's love for you is somehow being perverted when your dad is getting paid six and seven figures because you're running around the world picking up bags of cash. Weird. They have no shame. That does describe the Bidens pretty well. If you guys haven't seen it, I'm not going to play it on the show because I can't stomach watching it a second time. But Jill Biden actually did this like probably very expensive production of what is supposed to be an interpretation of the Nutcracker. It's like dudes in dresses and chicks wearing soldier outfits and they're tap dancing around the White House. We all paid for it. So you guys should feel good about that. Um, I, it has the flavor. I think I just tweeted about it. the other. It has the flavor of like the, the nouveau riche, the nouveau riche, which is like a slang term for people who are like new money. It's all the things she wished she could have put on before, but she didn't have access to the taxpayer dollars. Now that she does, she's able to abuse your money to be able to put on this weird nutcracker thing. They did it in the White House. I have no idea how many how many hours it would have taken to film all this crap, but it's like, it's a professional production. It's nauseating. It has all the vibes of like the Hunger Games of uh, weird chicks wearing out, you know, outrageous costumes, dancing around in tap, doing not the nutcracker, which is ballet, which can be beautiful. And the music is fairly iconic. Uh, doing God knows what with our tax dollars and money. That's what they've done. It's incredibly tacky. Somebody just said it in the uh, in the chat. That's correct. It's so tacky. It's gross. And they decorated the White House to do it and obviously shut down work. So fantastic times. The Biden family really making it better for us. Um, so <laughs> this is a good segue for Christmas just because this is what's coming. The The Civil War is as follows. There, the, the, the theory of Civil War is that there are basically two sides in America. I think you guys know which side you are on. You know what side the other sides are on. And let's, uh, let's give you a, a taste of how the political left feels about Christmas. These are the kind of people that are going to be on one side. This is called Team Blue, we'll call it. Let's just play video number six. I'm skipping ahead. And I'll go back and I'll play you guys the trailer in case you haven't seen it. It's worth seeing. Again, this is one of those shows where you're going to want to watch it on Rumble. If you haven't seen it on Rumble, you're missing out because 
because there's a lot of visuals involved. But let's do video six. Let's skip ahead to the left's take on Christmas. I can't even I can't even figure out what this guy is spraying. But let's just take a look at the video. It's uh, video six. <laughs> Like, what is that? Is he spraying bear mace? That's what it looks like. Also, did you notice that guy was trying to spray that on a Christmas tree and he literally had to take a knee because it was too heavy for him to like handle the spray <laughs> and also spray it? Like, what the actual hell? Who does that? Can you citizens arrest them? If you saw them doing that, would you be legally allowed to citizen arrest them? No. You just go. No. I'm, why are you, the, the question you should have is why am I in a mall? What am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? If I'm in a mall with that idiot who's wearing slacks and skinny, skinny legs and has never, you know, done a deadlift in his life. Somebody actually said that on Twitter earlier that it says something to the effect of like, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a war between, um, those people who do deadlifts and those people who don't. <laughs> It's not actually going to be that, but that's team blue right there trying to destroy Christmas. Pretty ugly. Uh, before we move any further, let's go ahead and say thanks to people that we know are going to be on team red. Our friends over at four Patriots. Look at this. I can actually move them into the screen right here. Here it is right there in the corner of the screen, but this is my, uh, Patriot cooler. Patriot cooler. What did I just say? Four Patriots, dude, I gotta, I gotta straighten myself out today. I actually started about an hour behind on my coffee consumption. So folks, you hear it. Yeah. Patriot Coolers, my buddies over at PatriotCoolers.com. If you guys are going in there, if you use any other promo code, if you try to buy them through GovX, if you use the military discount, we don't get credit for it. Somebody just tweeted at me like, hey, I couldn't put in your promo code. It's like you didn't go to the website. The website is PatriotCoolers.com. You'll get the same uh, discount you'd get from the military discount, but you just get credit to the Kyle Serafin show. Just type in promo code Kyle, K-Y-L-E, K-Y-L-E, 10% off. There's all the good stuff in there. And if you actually look, Ryan, can you go full screen on me? Look at this. I actually added, because I really like the way it looks, I added in the corner over here, boop, right there, right there, is the uh, the box from this particular tumble. I love the way that their boxes look. And I'm like, a, I'm a goofball. I keep boxes that, that I like. I throw out boxes that are trash. But they've got a great presentation. It's going to be a great gift for you guys. If you want to put it under the tree, if you want to put it in a stocking, check them out at patriotcoolers.com. The promo code is Kyle. Again, patriotcoolers.com. Just go to the website direct, find something you like, add it to your cart, put promo code Kyle, K-Y-L-E, 10% off right there. It's free shipping if it's over 50 bucks, which is going to be very easy to do if you want to go out and find something that you're going to give to people. I, I noticed Lemon Zinger in the chat just said too. I was like, yeah, I keep the boxes. They're great. They are really, they have a nice job. They package it nicely. It's a great presentation. It says Patriot on the front of it here. You know, on here on the handle, on the bottom of it, it's got the 50 stars. I, everything about it is well thought out. It's just a good product. And uh, it's better than doing something like a Yeti or any of these other places. They're all made in the same place, guys. Some of these are made in the same factory. In fact, uh, the guys over at Patriot told me that they sometimes get the wrong product with another name on it. And they're like, dude, what are you guys doing? That's how the Chinese work. Um, sometimes they send like a Yeti or whatever else it is, a, you know, um, a lifetime over to my friends at the uh, Patriot cooler distribution center in Houston. So there it is. Let's press on. Let's do this civil war thing. Are you guys ready for this? If you haven't seen it, this is a, this is a visual. So timestamp, where are we at? We're like 30 minutes in and change. Okay. This civil war is very, very exciting for Hollywood. And uh, the person who made it is the same person who did 28 days later, which was a zombie movie in Britain, which was also a little bit ridiculous. Although I did like it for fast zombies. If you want to see it, um, let's, let's mentally prepare ourselves to watch what the the left thinks a civil war looks like. Just try to discern what the teams are by listening to this promo. I had to do it. I've watched it a few times now already. So let's go ahead and play that. That's going to be our, our video number five, Ryan. Let's go ahead and rock and roll and uh, take a deep breath, folks. This is what it could look like in America in 2024, allegedly. States have seceded. The United States Army ramps up activity. The White House issued warnings to the Western forces as well as the Florida Alliance. The future president assures the uprising will be dealt with swiftly. Let me know if you want to try anything on. Are you guys aware it's like a pretty huge civil war going on all across America? We just try to stay out with what we see on the news. Seems like it's for the best. Citizens of America, the so-called Western forces of Texas and California have suffered a very great defeat at the hands of the United States military. 
Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? We're moving to D.C. today. We need to go down there. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every instinct in me says this is death. What if? Every time I survived the war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do this. But here we are. There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? We're American, okay? Okay. What kind of American are you? You don't know? <laughs> the Western forces will reach the White House on July 4th. Oh my God. Get in the car! Get in the car! Move, move, move! We're gonna hang back. I'm not hanging back. One nation under God. Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. God bless America. <laughs> it's so silly. Uh, it's so silly. That's what it's going to look like. Armed conflict in America is going to look like that movie. Man, they got Ron Swanson for president. Some of you guys called it out. You checked it out. You heard the voice. You knew it. Ron Swanson apparently makes it for president. And uh, like the the reporters are the good guys. The the press reporters, are the, the the war correspondents that have gone overseas are the, are the heroes. The whole thing is silly. It's, it's absurd. I see you guys in the chat talking about the calls for fire being ridiculous. How about the barrel roll of the pilot coming in on an attack? He's coming in to uh, address and he gets into the like near the target box and he decides to do like a weird barrel roll just because it looks cool. It turns out, I, uh, let's just say that's just not how the approach is going to look when somebody's on the final for a uh, for a weapons drop. But so be it. That's what they think it looks like. Let me show you the team blue. I think you guys know what team red looks like. Can you throw the uh, can you throw the, the uh, thumbnail up real quick, Ryan? I think it's worth looking at what our thumbnail was. This is the way I see America broken down. Some people are going to put glue on their hands and throw Campbell's soup on priceless paintings. Some people are really interested in stopping the climate change. And some people are hanging deer from a swing set because it's a really easy place to hang them up there as they as they bleed them out and decide to go and do their quartering. It's actually really helpful. I don't know why they're hung up by the head. It's actually the funniest thing in the world. Ryan found that picture. Uh, generally speaking, whenever I've got a deer, I've always done it legs up. But uh, okay, so be it. Uh, but you look at that. You got uh, families out there with little girls that are, you know, taking taking uh, some white tail, and you got some guys with some elk. That's that's our thought. Uh, that's that's the two sides. So let's let's look into the team blue for a little bit here in this civil war. And then uh, I'm going to tell you what MSNBC had to say today, which was perfect. Like sometimes it's just perfect what goes on on the main splash pages of the leftist media. And today's you you couldn't, you couldn't make it any better than this. So let's do a couple videos of the fun people. You saw the guy attacking the Christmas tree. That is what it is. Let's do uh, what happens when you block the streets uh, and somebody is trying to drive a horse trailer. When you drive drive through real America's, the uh, caption on this was, if you can't dodge it, ram it, which is what they used to always say. Uh, there's a, a lot of uh, bumper stickers that say that. Folks, many of you have made a plan since 2020 with those stupid George Floyd riots, and you decided, I'm not about to become a victim of, I'm not going to be the next uh, guy dragged out of my truck and beaten on the side of the road, right? And so you've decided to do what this guy did. Let's see what happens when you try to stop a Dodge Ram with a horse trailer. You want to play that video? That's going to be number six, Ryan. Maybe. Oh 
You know what's weird is when um, something bad happens that's so predictable, like standing in front of a truck when the guy is driving, and then someone screams, oh my God, what just happened? What just happened is the basic consequences of being a moron in this country. There's a lot of people out there that have gotten very, very safe, and they've felt very comfortable acting absurdly. And the physical consequences, like they've never been hit in the face. They've never mouthed off to someone and felt out well, like what that looked like. You know, the way I grew up, if you mouthed off, you might get hit. It, well, like nobody was dying in my high school. Nobody was getting pile driven into the ground. Like I saw a video over at um, Marjorie Stone Douglas the other day. Uh, it, it wasn't like that, but it's like, yeah, you pop off, you might catch one in the teeth and you'd be like, oh, now I have a bloody nose. Now I've got to go to math class and I'm going to have to probably have that and try to make up an excuse about what happened so you don't get thrown out of the school for fighting, right? I mean, it, there used to be a, a basic understanding that what your actions were result in a certain amount of consequences. Many of you guys have said it. It's the uh, FAFO, that, that straight line. If you, if you F around a little bit, you find out a little bit. And if you do it a lot, like jumping in front of a flipping truck... You might get a Dodge Ram running over you because you're too dumb because that guy has a horse trailer. He's got 15,000 pounds of animals and, and aluminum, and he's not stopping because he's got somewhere to be, and you are in the road. So that's how that works out. Anyway, it's kind of fun to watch. It's kind of sad to watch that they, they that like their first experience with reality is a truck running over them, but like you know, everybody gets a chance to be the harbinger of what's to come. It's only one of them that got run over and like 20 other people found out. So that's actually kind of helpful. I feel like that was a pretty fair ratio. There's a couple more instances of this. It's happening more and more. I think a lot of people made the same decision that I did with my family. We saw kids getting scared and threatened. We saw people beating on the windows of minivans and, and station wagons alike and SUVs with little kids. So we've decided we're not going to be victims. And that's what's going to happen if you decide to get in the roadway. You've already made your choice, the uh, the actions. It's kind of like that first bullet in the uh, in the gun you carry if you're going to be a concealed carrier. The first round has already been shot. It's just a question of who's going to pick to be the target. Maybe nobody. Maybe some idiot like this. So here you go. This is uh, what happens when you block the streets. I believe this is in New York. You guys can put it in the chat. It looks like a New York uh, street sign to me, but I could be wrong. Uh, video number eight. Let's just see what happens if you want to do a tranny protest in the middle of the street too. It's the same thing. doesn't matter what you're protesting. I got the trans flag. They're dressed in black and wearing masks in public in the middle of the freaking street because they're dumb. I mean, here's the question I want to know. When somebody gets run over by a car, what is your first reaction? If it's not, assess the, the the person, make sure that they're out of damage. You make sure that they're in a safe place. They are no longer exposed to whatever it was that was the the insult that caused that particular physical injury. And then like checking them for physical injuries and decide whether or not you have to call 911. Did you see any of these things? Did any of these things sound like call 911, you do an assessment, you block off the area, you help me carry this person to safety, you protect their neck, whatever it was. Like all the things that you would learn in a basic first aid course. Did any of those things happen at all? Did you see any of that? Like none of these people have a single reasonable reaction to person gets hit by car. What we would call in the EMS world, ped versus vehicle, pedestrian versus vehicle, whether it's their fault or not. You like the, what you do is the same. It's always supposed to be the same. You go and you make sure the scene is safe. You make sure you assess the injury and then you decide if you need more resources, which means like, do I need to call the police? Do I need to call a, uh, a uh, ambulance to roll? Can this person be transported by one of us? Is that the best move? Anything? Do these people have any sense whatsoever? It just seems like the silliest thing in the world to watch. I don't know. I just, I like that the, the first instinct is to grab the license plate. I never saw that in a single first aid class. I was in a lot of them. I mean, some of you guys know I'm, I was a licensed, I think I'm still a licensed paramedic under the FBI. <laughs> Like, nobody ever said, grab the license plate of the car that hit you. It's an interesting move. It is a weird, weird move. Ryan, did you ever, uh, did you ever think about that? Did you get the license plate on that car, by the way? Were you able to get that from the video? Maybe. Nothing. Ryan's still resetting his board over there. Let's, uh, let's see if we can push forward onto it. Like I said, this is apparently happening both in New York and in Los Angeles. It's all over the place. It's left and right. Um, I can't hear you. No, I can't hear you, Ryan. Let's do video number nine. 
Let's do uh, the one that's, this is out of Los Angeles, apparently. Like I said, this is Team Blue, folks. This is what we're up against. This is why there's not going to be a real civil war. That's why it's not going to happen. That's why it's certainly not going to be like that movie. There's no way. It doesn't make any bit of sense. But let's do video number nine. Let's go ahead and roll that forward and see what they're doing in Los Angeles. Same exact story, turns out. Yeah, it's weird to watch. Can we play that one time without video, Ryan? Can you queue it up for video? Because I actually want to talk about that. My favorite is that the people that are sitting on the ground, they had their masks stripped off, and then they go and they work really aggressively to put them back on. Because the most important thing when you're doing a protest, this is a uh, ceasefire protest. They're trying to get the people in Israel. Look, uh, fat chick on the ground. Oh, I got to get my mask on. And then some other guy's like, no, I'm going to drag you off the road. And they're like, uh, but I have a safety vest on. Uh, Steve Reed said it accurately in the chat. The first move, if a car is speeding towards you, is make sure you get the license plate. It's actually that person's fault. Look at this guy. He's like, get the hell off my car. There's another guy that's getting choked out on the car hood. There's people wearing fake uniforms. That guy doesn't wear a belt. He needs to wear pants better. This guy apparently is a Jew who says that we need a ceasefire. I don't know if he has any vote in it. He obviously doesn't live in Israel. That guy doesn't have any sleeves and he's got arm tattoos. He doesn't seem like he's, these are people trying to get to work. That's the craziest thing. These people are just trying to go to work, man. That's the, when you start getting in the way and there's one cop there, look at that. I didn't even recognize the cop in there before, but there's a highway patrol officer there. People are trying to go to work. All of you guys that are out there making a living, doing your normal jobs, turning the wheels of commerce. You know, what did we talk about the other day with Steve friend, uh, spraying the ketchup on the table, making sure that people at McDonald's have jobs or whatever, making sure you're buying your Big Macs, paying actual dollars for things. And then you've got these idiots out there. They're trying to stop you from going to work. Just think about it. Like, is your boss going to be like, oh, there was a climate protest in the middle of the street? That's fine. Come in whenever you want. Some of you, yes. Some of you, it'll be no big deal. They'll be like, oh, okay, that's cool. Did you help them? Did you high five them? You work for leftists. Some of you are like, uh, the job doesn't care. You should have left earlier. You should have prepared. That was always the thing with me. If I didn't show up on time, it was a big deal. Almost every job I've ever had, it turns out. Whether I was waiting tables in a restaurant or whether I was in the military, like, you can get written up. If you do it well enough, you can go to jail for it. We had a guy, man, I remember holding the leaning rest. I remember holding a push-up position on a field of gravel, which was a really bad day, by the way, out in Kirtland Air Force Base. I remember holding the leaning rest until some idiot that I served with got on a plane in Phoenix and flew back to Albuquerque and made it back to base. We held the leaning rest for hours because he missed his flight. Why did he miss his flight? Because he was trying to hold hands with some girl overnight and didn't, you know, didn't get any action and ended up uh, missing his flight in the morning. Any of you who are in the military know that when you miss a movement, man, that's not a good thing. And when everybody else has to pay for it, that guy got, uh, he got tuned up. He had some real consequences, kind of like what these people are starting to realize out there in the world. Like I said, Team Blue, not very serious, um, very weird to watch. And why do I say that this is, uh, the, the fear doesn't make any sense? Because we've got people in Congress, people in the Senate, like this guy. Let's go ahead and put up video number 10. They're scared of everything that has to do with your ability to resist and to push back. They're absolutely terrified of what you may be able to do. And the boogeyman's were ghost guns. You guys remember ghost guns being really scary? Now they're super scared of 3D printing. If you've never held a 3D printed gun, it's not a gun that I would spend any money on. But it is an interesting opportunity, and it definitely decentralizes the capabilities. It's been ruled by various courts to be free speech to disseminate this stuff. So places like distributed defense. Now, you can print off something and make a felony. You can go print off like a suppressor, even if it's a, like a disposable suppressor, and you will be committing a felony. But being able to print off and build your own weapon system and buy parts for it, it's pretty roundly accepted. Like That's well within the purview of federal law, state laws may change. But listen to this idiot go and talk. And then uh, it's always the most unserious fools that want to tell you about gun restrictions. We're going to play this video number 10. This happened in the Senate yesterday. Um, I'll just let you guys listen. It's about two minutes. It's worth hearing everything that he's concerned about. Silencers, braces. He randomly thinks that lethality is a capability that you that you can print. That's pretty fun. So listen for that. Let's go ahead and play this uh, video clip, Ryan. When I'll face with a terrifying new source of gun violence, 3D printed firearms. Hold 3D on, pause it right there. <laughs> it's an easy, quick. 
<laughs> 3D printed firearms are a new source of gun violence. Did you just hear how stupid that even sounds? Like, yeah, I've listened to this video probably four or five times getting it queued up for today. I didn't even realize how dumb the opening line is. It's a new source of gun violence because it's printed guns. Like, what? That's the, st we have a new source of, uh, of, of piano violence. Like, it's a keyboard. It's made in Korea. It's, it's, it's absurd. Okay, keep playing it. Sorry. An inexpensive method for people to obtain a firearm who otherwise would be prohibited from doing so. Middle schoolers with access to their school's computer labs could print them. Convicted domestic abusers could print them. And it's not only 3D printed guns, but also gun components, 3D printed components, including silencers, scopes, and braces, which include le lethality for those who are harmed by them. 3D printed components can turn a semi-automatic firearm into an automatic firearm. These guns present modern and unique challenges. And some 3D printed guns are entirely plastic and evade metal detectors. This increases safety risk in public venues secured with metal detectors such as airport, courts, concert halls, and government buildings. 3D printed guns are not typically serialized and therefore are not readily traceable. And that increases the burden on local law enforcement as they work to solve cases across our country. It's imperative that we put an end to the proliferation of these deadly weapons. So how can we do it? Well, we need to stop this problem at the source, readily available online blueprints. And currently, the online sharing of blueprints is legal in all but two states in our country. My bill, the 3D Printed Gun Safety Act, would change that. My bill would make it unlawful to intentionally distribute 3D printer files that can produce firearms or any related parts. And this change is common sense and constitutional, and it will save lives. Uh, number one, no, it's not going to save any lives. Number two, uh, it's not constitutional. And number three, why do they always use the word safety? Well, what they really mean is tyranny. Can you guys just answer me basic, simple questions like that? None of these guys will sit down and talk to you. Did you notice his big fear? He's scared that they're going to make all plastic guns, untraceable all plastic guns that you could make in a high school or a uh, middle school classroom. It turns out that uh, people who are under the age to own guns, that's already usually a felony. It's already illegal to do those sort of things. Now, you guys probably heard this. The danger of that un untraceable uh, plastic weapon, I feel like I've heard it before. You know, I feel like somewhere in, in history we've heard it. Ryan, do we have a video a clip of this? Uh, I think John McClain was worried about the same exact problem. Let's run that clip real quick. Seven on me. You know what that is? It's a porcelain gun made in Germany. Doesn't show up on your airport x-ray machines here and it costs more than you make in a month. You'd be surprised what I make in a month. Yeah, it's a Glock 7. The porcelain gun that gets through airport detectors. John McClain knows what it is. You don't know what it is. Extra lethality is printed in. These people are clown shows, unfortunately. But what are they worried about? They're worried about this. They're worried about a second term of Trump. Can you bring up that MSNBC article? This came on the main page. It's an opinion piece right now on MSNBC. It says, this conservative, quote unquote, mandate is a terrifying preview of Christianized government. Holy moly, a Christianized government? God forbid. You mean the people that say... Uh, um, that we're going to cut out the eye, the eye for an eye thing, the Hammurabi's code. Oh, no, no, no. You mean the turn the other cheek people? You mean those Christians? The people that don't? It's it's always people that have never seen Christianity in action seem to be the most scared of it. It's very interesting to me. The Department of Health and Human Services is supposed to promote health of all Americans, but a second Trump term could look far different. It could look like Nazis, right? Everything is about fascism and Hitler, and then they show a picture of Nancy Pelosi. Like, unironically, the, the, the lead piece here was an interview with um, Nancy Pelosi. So... Whatever Republican, whenever Republicans like Kevin Kramer from North Dakota, Trump was not being funny about governing like a dictator on day one only, he promises. We know what he meant because we saw what he did in his first term. Do you guys remember all the tyranny, the Trump presidency 2016? Do you remember all those people that he didn't like? They were all locked up and executed and deported. Remember all that? You don't remember that? That didn't happen? That was made up? That's just a fantasy. Do you remember the people that were crying about it happening and it never happened and they just kept begging for it to happen, but it never did because that's not how... Our federal government works. We know he wasn't joking because he has an army of right-wing activists who are hell-bent on carrying out their own authoritarian gender agenda for the Christianized federal government, especially the Health and Human Services Department. That's what I think of when I think of Health and Human Services. I think of a bunch of people who are trying to keep 
good Christian families from being able to adopt babies because of their stance on LGBTQIA plus bull, right? That's what goes on at Health and Human Services, those Christian those Christian fascists, <laughs> those Christian nationalists trying to turn our country into something it's not supposed to be. It says that agenda is laid out in the Heritage Foundation's mandate for leadership 2025, a conservative promise. It's a nearly thousand page document cited in recent media coverage as the blueprint for a possible Trump second term. You remember the Heritage Foundation? They're a conservative think tank that uh, is not part of government, it turns out. And if they did that, it would be great, but they don't. So in first in the first term, HHS will be the epicenter of imposing the Christian rights agenda on all Americans under the guise of protecting the conscience and religious freedom of people who oppose abortion and LGBTQ rights. Yeah, those, you know, we're so awful. We just want traditional families and we want babies to be able to be born without being killed before they have a chance to breathe. That seems so grace. Yeah, it's a disgusting thing that we're dealing with right now, these Christian nationalists. Everything about this is hilarious. I don't know who Sarah Posner is, but she's an MSNBC columnist by her own volition. Very, very fun stuff. That's what they're really scared of. The blueprint sparked a raft of unfavorable stories about Trump, who he sought to he sought to distance himself. Oh my God, has he? They've got a uh, Roger Severino. He's the director of the HHS Office of Civil Rights under Trump. He's now a lawyer at Heritage. He's a longtime anti-abortion, anti-LGBTQ rights advocate. Wow, it's really wild. Um, I, I I pray to God that that is the case, that they decide to push Christianity through HHS. I think we can all agree that that probably will not happen, but uh, it's pretty incredible that that's where we're sitting at right now. Now, we're not done with you guys because, like I said, an unserious group of people are pushing back against what goes on. Um, let's add this Fox News story just for fun. We, we showed you uh, people attacking a Christmas tree. How about this? Like, how about blatant racism on display? Do you hear anybody crying about this on the political left? This is one of the funniest news stories. I saw this the other day. Boston mayor sends holiday party invite meant only for electeds of color. Oh, it's a colored people's Christmas. <laughs> Defining the city councilors. One outgoing council member said that it was unfortunate and divisive. Is that what we call it? When you're a woke idiot and you're only going to let uh, colored people? Like, Really? Electeds of color? Is that a thing? They shut down uh, Christmas. <laughs> they segregated Christmas. The first Asian American mayor of this city of Boston. I love that my friend who's a Catholic FBI agent lives there. It's my favorite. They've come under fire because her holiday Christmas was racist. Her holiday Christmas parts. It's so good. You're cordially invited to the electeds of color holiday party. <laughs> Can you imagine spending city resources on that? They actually have a copy of that. It's worth going to Fox just to go see it. Denise Dos Santos, she, her, hers sent out this invite. It's a black lady with dreadlocks. It's truly incredible. And the mayor's name is Michelle Wu. Wow. I don't know. I just feel like we can't get any sillier. So uh, let's do this. As I was scrolling through my timeline, I think the best part for me was when Twitter, which sees all my content, I actually got on Media Matters radar yesterday. If you haven't seen that, definitely go check it out. Uh, we didn't get a big trend, but they didn't like my coverage of what uh, looked like Pizzagate stuff to me. I don't mean, what the hell do I know? I just saw Etsy trying to sell instant downloads of cheese pizza pictures for three and four and $5,000 with little kids that are generated by AI that are winking. And, uh, you know, I just said, that's strange, isn't it? And that made it to the media matters. They didn't call me QAnon, but they did call me a, a far right podcaster. So welcome to the far right. If you guys are listening to this and you thought you were in the middle, apparently we're the far right. I'll take it. I'll take the Christian nationalist piece too. I love all of it. Um, I love it because this is what Twitter fed me. God bless them. Um, you know, Elon Musk doing the best he can, but this is kind of funny to me. This is one of the most disingenuous advertisements I've ever seen since we're going to wrap up with a little bit of comedy. We'll start here. We'll get even sillier as we close the show out. Um, let's play the OnlyFans, the OnlyFans video preview ad, which I don't know how much they shut down the comments on it, but man, uh, I had to share it with you guys because if you're not seeing this on your Twitter timeline, this is what you're missing out on. I love it. Go ahead and play it, Ryan. So OnlyFans has given me so much freedom. One of the main things I love about it is it has allowed me to live such an authentic life. Freedom from my time, it's so important. And I feel like so many people don't have enough of it. And OnlyFans has given me time. Puppy break. I cannot express again how much I love working from home. I can create what I want, when I want, how much of it and content that's for me and my own boundaries. I don't have anyone telling me what to do. I don't have anyone telling me what to create. So it's a safe space for me to create very authentic content. Trust me. 
It's a safe space for her to be a digital whore. So that's cool. Uh, digital whoring, but also baking and also puppy breaks. Because that's what's really luring in the guys. We know who's actually making the money there. The sad thing for me is that they're trying to lure women into this sort of trap, right? Uh, because how many guys out there are saying, you know what? OnlyFans is a no, it's a no deal for me. That's a deal breaker in the relationship space. So all that does is it means that at 40, when she's no longer able to sell her content because nobody wants to watch her anymore, she's ruined it. She's ruined it for herself publicly for like, maybe 1500 bucks a month or something. I don't know what she's making. She could do, she could literally sit in a bikini and play video games and make as much money. But instead, most of these women are doing much more graphic stuff and they're ruining themselves. It's really sad. This generation has uh, has sold a bill of goods to young women. And uh, those of you who are parents out there, I hope you're fighting against it the way that we are. You can't let them have this value. It's just, it's awful for women. It's awful for men, but it's awful for women. Men are always gonna look at women. Women are gonna do whatever women do, but man, Push back against this stuff. It's one of the saddest things. There was a there was a meme that ran around for a little while. Some of you guys may have seen this. It just said uh, 50 or whatever it was, 75 years of feminism, and now it takes a woman being an online whore for her to own her own apartment. And it was like an OnlyFans chick talking about how she had the keys to her new apartment that she just bought because that's uh, that's Bidenomics for you. Really sad. I'm glad to be out of the dating pool. I'm glad to be out of the, you know, not in this game, but uh, I'm still looking at a future that is decidedly worse, as my friend Garrett Boyle said the other day. It is decidedly worse for our kids. If you're in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s and you're watching your kids come into their teens right now, you're just going, oh my God. Um, my godson just uh, turned 21 today. And what an awful world he's walking into. Luckily, he has firm values and uh, a firm grounding in it, but it's just not that common right now. So we got one more thing that's going to be uh, lighthearted. Let's do a quick uh, promo for my buddy over at thesuspendables.com. I'm wearing the hoodie right now. You guys see it. I've actually got a, another shirt underneath, which is the PT shirt, which is fantastic. If you guys are not wearing Suspendables merch out there to the gym, out there in the world, you're missing out on a great opportunity to let people know what you believe in and what is valuable to you. The-suspendables.com. The-suspendables.com. There's the Ranger panties out there, which I wear pretty much every day. You got the pin. You guys could still do those. Good little stocking stuff for options. Get three of those for 30 bucks with free shipping. Uh, I'm wearing that sweater right there. You want to show the uh, the sweatshirt? It looks a little different in person than it does on the website, but it's kind of like a heather gray or a dark kind of dark black charcoal looking thing. Plus the green up there, the hood's nice, lightweight. It's not very cold here in Texas. It is kind of windy a little bit, but uh, this is a perfect one for those of you who live in the Florida and the Mississippi and the Alabama. If you live in the Louisiana or the Texas, if you start living in like the real winters. If you live out West, you might need something a little bit more intense. If you're up in the mountains, you're going to want something a little bit more aggressive. You can check out the uh, Sherpa hoodie, which I know Ryan has been wearing out there in the garage studio that he's operating. Check out the-dispendables.com. You can use my promo code, Kyle, K-Y-L-E. That'll save you 10%. Why not? Why not save 10%? Can't go wrong. Okay. Are you guys ready for the funniest thing that I've seen online, at least in the last couple of weeks, but maybe one of the funniest things I've ever seen? Because I just, I was cracking. I literally laughed so loud. My wife came out of the bathroom. I was like, are you okay? There's something wrong with you. Um, we're not going to play this whole video, but this this was running across. You guys remember Chris Cuomo, the guy who was uh, canceled for being a moron and who did the uh, the CNN thing? We're going to actually cut it where it stops being funny because at some point he starts uh, kissing this girl's ass. But man, sour language alert for those of you who are sitting in a workplace. This is not workplace appropriate. This girl has Tourette's. This is a Tourette's social media influencer. Man, she is like the opposite of what I guess. It's the same thing as OnlyFans. I mean, she's like she's busty and she's cute and she's young and she's hilarious. Whether this is an act or not, I have absolutely no idea. It makes no difference to me. Let's play the funniest social media influencer in America, hands down. I despise the term, but man, this is good times. And she's talking to Chris Cuomo, which makes it even better. Go ahead and roll that 12th video. That's a lot of videos for one show, guys. Much for coming on. And what do you hope you can do by taking the risks that you take so people can understand what you're dealing with? <laughs> I'm sorry, do you mind repeating the question? <laughs> Fuck off. Why do you, what do you want people to learn? Um, I want people to learn that um, Tourette's is, neuro, is a neurological involuntary motor and vocal disorder. Fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. Um, I don't tick 24 seven and there's a lot of little baby wings fuck off fuck you chris there's a lot of things that people don't understand like people think that cussing is in is with everyone who has tourette syndrome but it's only in 10 percent of people with tourette's and 
How has it been as you've gotten more famous? Do you believe that people are understanding better or are they dopes like me who think you're acting? I say it's, I say it's the same. <laughs> I think there's a lot more people that don't understand what Tourette's is and um, they like to educate themselves more. So I get thousands of DMs from parents, from teachers, from... <laughs> girls that have been diagnosed with Tourette's and they've had to be kicked out of school for attention seeking because they rip up, they rip up their homework or do things like that. I've had parents reach out to me asking me, oh, my son's coming home with a girlfriend and his girlfriend has Tourette's syndrome. <laughs> so... <laughs> And then I also get very evil people that would comment and say, like, go fuck yourself, Chris. Lick to baby me and blam up your ass. What are your own biscuit, fat ass? That have told me that my parents deserved to die in a car accident because I'm faking my condition. Or people have told me that, like, I've had to have the police at my house because people gave out my location and said they were going to come torch my house. Like, it's crazy. Here's the thing. Okay, that's, that's good. I don't need a clinical diagnosis from Chris Cuomo. But uh, when she says little baby weenies, it makes me very happy. I don't know why. And when he says uh, put it on a biscuit fat ass, there's something very, very special about the fact that she goes from being like a British chick saying little baby weenies to doing like a black impression. God, that's funny. That is some funny stuff. Many of you in the chat are now realizing that, in fact, your your problem in life is that you have Tourette's as well. And some of you, I noticed uh, Tac P told us that uh, he had it while he was in the military. I think that is a decidedly enlisted condition to have Tourette's syndrome, apparently. And uh, even though I love the fact that she says, even though, even though only 10% of people actually swear like this, I'm one of those 10%. She's a top 10%er and she's going to send it. And uh, man, the number of times that Chris Cuomo kept a straight face, it's pretty brilliant. It's great stuff. That's really good TV. Uh, the fact is he goes on to virtue signal right after that, which is pretty sad. Is she acting? Is she not acting? What do you guys think? Put it down in the comments. There's no other way to do it. I think she's acting just for what it's worth. I think that lady was making that up and she's hilarious. She's a, uh, she comes out as a full, um, a full comedian later on. I'm going to, I'm going to die. I'm going to just die laughing. And also I think, uh, I think it's totally BS. Ryan thinks it's legit. So you guys, we have a disagreement. Settle the disagreement. Put it down in the in the comments, please. Not in the chat. Put it in the comments so we can read it later on. Do appreciate it. All right, that's pretty much it for today. Uh, that's the civil war we're dealing with, folks. We got Chris Quiz Homo on one side, and uh, we've got uh, you know real people who got deer on the other side, like my buddy FBI Panty Ray. Let's go through a couple of these things. It says Kyle, is that reference to say you're going to Congress? Because I'm very familiar with that scripture. No, I'm not going to Congress. Tack P, I don't want to go to Congress. Sounds awful. Justice Blonde, Kyle, get yourself. A pair of gooder glasses. Their boxes are the best. Fair enough. I'll take it under advisement. I'm kind of a uh, gators when it comes to uh, sunglasses. Uh, 90s disaster movies were much better, even if we do get President Ron Swanson now. Uh, we should have had Indiana Jones as president. That's right. That's right. Air Force One. That was good. Uh, pilot would have been relieved of duty for doing a uh, barrel roll. I think Tack P is correct on that. Just worried about the mass, but not our cholesterol level. That was our protester in the streets. Folks, uh, we really do appreciate you guys joining us. We look like we had a record number of people join our live stream on here. A couple of you guys became monthly supporters, like Whatever007. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Appreciate all that. I saw a couple of you. I think um, uh, Mayho jumped in earlier as well before the show started. You guys can always do that by subscribing. Go to rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. All you need to do is uh, hit follow. And then once you hit follow, you can hit the subscribe button. I think it's five bucks a month on there. Uh, we get paid out on that every once in a while. I don't. They, Rumble is really weird about how they pay us on it, but uh, I know it means that it highlights you. It unlocks a bunch of emojis you guys can play with in the chat, and you can join us again at rumblecom Seraphin. Got to do it during the live show if you want to do that. And uh, let's say thanks. Let's say thanks to our friends over on the uh, the audio side. Today was a show that was meant for the video for those of you who have joined us. But if you want to hear it, we do appreciate all of the reviews we're getting, the five-star reviews on Apple. You guys, we read them every show. This one's a short and sweet one because it's been kind of a long video show. Uh, this is from JB Fitz 196 I don't know if that was intentional, that it was supposed to rhyme out like that, but it feels good. JB Fitz 196 says, truth, five stars. It's always good to hear someone who speaks the truth. I'm glad we bring a little bit of sanity, hopefully a little bit of levity, to your lives with this silly thing. Um, little baby weenies, little baby weenies. That's what we're bringing at the end of the show. The Civil War, it's a fantasy, folks. It's not happening. Go out there and meet your neighbors. Go make a friend. 
remind people that you're just people. We're all people. We can disagree. You don't have to go shoot it out with each other, and you don't need to have flipping F-35s doing barrel rolls and uh, taking out DC. Although the way that they act, they obviously dislike us. And uh, if you missed the video earlier, it was www.hamas.com if you wanted to go and get some more Armanis for the uh, Qatari-based Hamas leaders. Come back and watch that show on video if you listen to it on audio. You guys will really appreciate all the videos. They're all fun. And we had a lot of fun with it. We also had a little bit of technical challenges. So thanks so much to my producer, Ryan Matta, for uh, rolling with it and handling it on the fly. You can follow Ryan at Ryan Matta Media on True Social. And it's, uh, sorry, Ryan Matta Media on Twitter. And it's Ryan Matta on True Social. There he is. He's disappeared off into the ether again. Thanks for uh, doing uh, all of the troubleshooting that you did there, Ryan. All right, folks, be safe. Don't have a civil war out there. Go be nice to your neighbors. Don't have Tourette's if you can help it. And uh, Merry Christmas to all of you. We love you. Have uh, See you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow for Unfriendly Friday. Thanks for listening to the Kyle Serafin Show, streamed live weekdays on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. Follow Kyle on Twitter, True Social, and Instagram at Kyle Serafin.